4: This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: Every year we say we'll wake up earlier, exercise more, really rest, and eat healthier. It's hard for us, but for dogs, not so much. Dogs are up at dawn, run for fun, sleep like champs, and they love eating fresh, healthy food every single meal. Give your dog another healthy habit: real fresh food from the Farmer's Dog. Get fifty percent off your first box at thefarmer'sdog.com/Listen.
5: This is Logan Ryan, captain of the New York
2: Giants, and host of the NFL Player Podcast. We're trying something different. An active NFL player hosting a podcast which is for NFL players and legends as much as it's for the fans. This is my first podcast, and I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to talk football, but also about lots of other issues that affect us all. We'll be talking with other players and legends, so it's going to be real and an honest look at life in the NFL.
6: Listen to the NFL Players Podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Colleen Wolf from Thursday Night Football and Good Morning Football Weekend. And I'm Ricky Hollywood from Around the NFL and The Broadcast. On our new podcast, Split Ends, Ricky and I will be coming to you every week to talk about all the important and unimportant storylines in the football world. Join us for the stories on and off the field that matter. And some don't, but we think they're interesting, so we're going to talk about them anyway. We'll break down games, news stories, tweets, interviews, whatever it takes to cover the ins and outs of the NFL world. We're here to talk you through it.
3: Just a couple of best friends talking ball. Listen to
0: Split Ends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox
7: Sports Radio, T.J. Hishmanzala. Pro bowler when he played in the National Football League. Of course, you can hear him across Fox Sports Radio. See him on Fox Sports 1. Joining me, I'm Doug Gottlieb. We're here with you, here for you, or here with you for the duration. Yeah, something like that. Um, Next three hours, you're stuck with the two of us as we are the day before the day before the new year, right? We're the eve of New Year's, New Year's Eve Eve is tonight. TJ, happy New Year to you. How are you? Doug. i'm
6: doing good my man happy new to you as well how are you
7: i'm great you know what's interesting is when we first met okay this is way back when you're playing for the Bengals. i'm doing a radio show at night first have you on i think it was maybe one maybe the last question i asked you and you were like next time you have me on can we talk about our lakers right <laughs> this is this is a true story this is probably 15 years ago right you're like next time you have me on Can we talk about our Lakers? No one, both of us grew up in and around Southern California, spent lots of our lives. Obviously, you bopped around the country a little bit. Um, But uh, guess what? You get your chance this morning. (laughs) Who would have known this many years later now, okay, as part part of uh, shows and podcasts that we get to lead the Dan Patrick show with? Man, LeBron was nice. The Lakers can't stop Ja Morant. Like, you you wake up, we're two days before a new year, and what do you think of, of the Lakers?
6: The Lakers can't stop Ja Morant. The Lakers can't stop anybody. Anybody. And that, that, to me, that's the biggest problem is it's almost unbelievable LeBron at his age can do what he's doing, and they're still losing games the way they're losing them. Like – You're up the entire game, and then you can't – they couldn't buy a buck in the fourth quarter. Like I'm watching the game, Doug, and it's just so frustrating. The Grizzlies, you know they're going to go to John Morant. Can somebody slow him down or just force somebody else to beat you? Force somebody else to beat you. Okay, we can't stop John Morant. We're going to double him, and we're going to force somebody to beat us. No, you let the best player beat you. And then you score 16 points in the fourth quarter. 16 points in the fourth quarter. Carmelo, he didn't have a good game. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well. After shooting the ball extremely well, I believe it was Monday, he shot the ball well. And yeah, I mean, so, they they
7: beat, they beat up on the JV from Houston on
6: Monday. But he, he shot the ball well. Carmelo didn't play well. Mm-hmm. Westbrook had a triple-double, but – I don't know, was, you remember late in the game, he had a layup, he missed it. And I'm like, oh, man. But I, I believe it's the 16 points in the fourth quarter and not being able to stop the best player when you know the best player is killing you at this point. But it's been our problem all year. We can't play defense.
7: Well, there's there's a bunch of different layers to it. Obviously, still playing without um, – Anthony Davis, he's a, he's a, he is a game changer. No matter how poorly he shot this year, let's also remember when he's right, that guy's pretty good. The problem is how often injured is he? And then there, there's a, there's a chunk of quasi starters, bench players that still remain out. The issue is that if you want to say, Hey, they're without, and, and, and when you're starting LeBron at center, that's why you're going to give away so many shots at the rim because he's, it's not what he, he's not a rim protector. Um, he never has been, and he definitely isn't at this point in his career. But I, I think the, the bigger thing is that most of us feel, and, I, and you tell me if I'm wrong, like you watch the Chiefs going back to when they were struggling some, and you're like, all they're going to do is take what the defense gives you, and they're still going to be really dangerous because they still have Tyreek Hill, they still have Travis Kelsey, and boy, if they just kind of start to slow somebody down it it didn't feel like it was that far away from the chiefs you know there's just so many errors that they had made that you still had a healthy respect that at some point they'd figure it out and sure enough they figured it out right and i know i'm relating football to basketball but it it doesn't you don't feel like okay we well just bring anthony davis back and you'll be fine no it it doesn't feel that way for the for this group and it's it's interesting because so many people have pointed out the age thing. Like I, point, I remember when they're signing all these guys and I'm on uh, my show on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. But, but my point then is the point you've just made, which is we get hyper-focused and we're right and you're right that the older the player, the more likely they are to, to, to break down or maybe not even break down, but get worn down. Yes, you want older, you need veteran players to come in and make a shot in the playoffs, make a shot in the finals figure it out kind of on the fly. The problem is that in order to get there, you need consistency. But the bigger issue is, when you're not young and you're not athletic, you can't guard anybody. And these dudes, they went from, the Lakers went from the best defensive team in the NBA two years ago, to a, a very average defensive team who really struggles in guarding the ball. And that's kind of what basketball's all become is about the ability to contain the basketball and if you can't contain it you got to have a rim protector and they don't have either.
6: The Lakers hindsight is 2020. Made a big mistake in letting Caruso go. Yes. He gave them extreme effort on the defensive side of the basketball. When when you watch games, how many guys really put in the effort? Forget about just stopping a guy. How many guys just give you effort on a defensive end of the floor like he did? You think and say, ugh, Avery Bradley? Outside of Avery Bradley, who else does it? They they don't have any – and Avery Bradley is older. And if you're going to have an older roster, I said this the other day, these guys got to give you maximum effort, and they just got to play less minutes. They got but deep – LeBron goes for 37 points, and you're still losing because in the fourth quarter, the legs are worn out. They're tired. They can't knock down shots, and that's obvious because they scored 16. You haven't stopped anybody all game. You're really not going to be able to stop Memphis, and they're a young team. Their best player is extremely young. Something, they got to figure this out. I don't understand, just somebody has to have some type of accountability and say, I'm going to lead the charge on the defensive end of the floor. It has to be Westbrook or LeBron. Two best players on the team with AD not playing. Somebody has to lead the charge. You would hope that would have been AD when he was playing. Defensively, is going to be my calling card. And he was part of the problem as well. I mean, even if AD was healthy, they would still be losing because when he was healthy, they're losing.
7: T.J. Ospinzada, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Dennett's Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where um, we're just in a weird place with LeBron where I do think, and I, don't, I don't know, I I, um, I can't figure out um, how we're supposed to treat the scoring now, right? Like, you're like, wow, you're scoring, but the whole idea, LeBron's whole thing has been like, yes, I score, but it's all about winning, and he can't make this team win. Is this and, why, and why can't people don't want to play with
6: LeBron? Huh? Because is this why people don't want to play with LeBron? Because as as you see both of us, we're we're somewhat absolving LeBron of any but, type of blame and we're trying to find everyone else. Is this could could this be a reason why oh huh, man, I go to LA yes, and play with of, LeBron. Of, we don't of, win. Of I'm getting of, blamed.
7: Of of course, but I also think that if we're honest, I mean like look, he's not nearly as good defensively as as he used to be. But if you're gonna put up thirty-five a night and 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 he's starting he's playing far more like he's been offensively or scoring wise he's been he's been he hasn't been the problem you know and but yes you're right that's the way it works with lebron which is when he wins it's about lebron when he doesn't win it ain't about lebron it's about everybody else that that is the way in fact it works and i think that's one of the weird things where laker fans are i still don't feel like lebron is a is Viewed as a Laker, it's still a weird kind of mercenary type of relationship between the...
8: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
1: Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
8: L-A-S-I-K, basic.com.
9: In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as
0: a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists, like Michael Jackson or
9: Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo—
0: Their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segee, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame
9: It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining
2: Wondery Plus.
7: Fans and, and Team LeBron more so than the fans and, and like the Lakers.
6: And and the sad part is the only player that someone may want and you can bring an asset back to help is Taylor Horton Tucker and he's not playing particularly well. And, and so I don't know where they go from here. They got to figure this out. But like just the game, man, if you just remember the game, LeBron started off so well at one point i was like man lebron's not gonna miss a three he was on fire and then you get towards the end of the game he starts shooting threes because they're losing or the game is close and he's trying to keep up and keep them in the game and i believe it was like eight for 14 but at one point he was six for seven and i said oh we're gonna win this game we go up i think by 16 points and then here comes ja <laughs> it was like ah. Uh, they better put A.B. Bradley on job. They better start double-teaming him. And he, LeBron had a great game. But Ja Morant, he outplayed him. And that's what somebody in their early 20s who was sending to a superstar is supposed to do.
7: Well, he also, I mean, like like if Ja Morant's 6 or 7 from 3, there's there's not a lot of things you're – I mean, you, if he makes his jump shots, there's not a lot you can do because that guy has – he has, like, bionic legs going to the basket. It's, it's, it, it's freaky. All right, let's – I, I do. I want to get the football upcoming next.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app.
10: I'm John Gonzalez, the host of sports illustrated weekly sports illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com. And now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on LA to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, Marvel think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
8: Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them, with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org/podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.
7: Doug Gottlieb and TJ Hushmanzadeh in for Dan Danetz, Dan Patrick show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I want to get to the Alamo Bowl and what happened last night. We'll do that with Brandon Whedon because he still lives in the state of Oklahoma, covers college football. And that was, you know, TJ, I, I th- you know this uh, from all the teams you played on and, and the league that you watch and college football you watch. S- so much of coaching is not actually about the coaching as much as it's about managing agendas, right? And in, in, in college sports and really in pro sports, the higher percentage of guys that you have that their only agenda is winning, the better the team is going to be. And I think that's what a lot of these teams in the, in the bowl game run into, which is, you know, some teams you have all these different, like Oregon, their coach leaves the new coach is on the way, but he's coaching Georgia in a national semifinal and calling defensive plays so it's it it's kind of anarchy kind of a free-for-all there whereas for Oklahoma yes they had guys opt out get ready for the NFL draft but you had Bob Stoops who Lincoln Riley coached under and then you're bringing in a new head coach who also coached with Bob Stoops it's kind of all one in the family and I I thought that was Simply what last night was a case of Oregon ridiculously unprepared and lacking some talent and motivation. Oklahoma quite the opposite.
6: It was. It's really. It's just a new day and age, Doug. Man, you got guys that opt out. These coaches, they're securing their future. They're looking after them first. Uh, everybody else second, and, and those they'll, they'll, they'll say they're not, and that's what it is. But. Yeah, well, Bob Stoops did. It was – he He basically came in, saved the day for Oklahoma. Um, could they have appointed a coach that was there to be an interim head coach like Oregon did with McClendon? Yeah, they could have done that. But it, it's just really odd, man, just to see as many coaches leave, as many players opt out. It was just something that was never thought of at all in any sport when we were playing at all. I mean, it just didn't even cross our minds.
7: Yeah, I mean, like we, I, I, I've started to relent in the I get, I guess I get the running back thing, and I know the Jalen Smith's injury is one that that freaks everybody out. It, it dramatically changed, you know, his his career, his trajectory. Even though he got two contracts in the NFL, and um, uh, now you know he's fighting to kind of stay in the league. But yeah, it is. It's weird that you wouldn't want to play one more football game. You wouldn't want to put something on tape. And yet, that's where we are. And the teams that do can get more guys to buy in are the teams that have been able to to play better in this bowl season. I mean, that's really what's happened to the SEC. Is you know anybody who thinks they're going to get drafted opts out, and then you have the transfer portal, so you have like a double edged sword of guys who aren't want don't want to play in these games.
6: I mean, when, when you see what what I believe has happened is the college football playoff is basically, if you're not in the college football playoff and you're going to be a first round pick, why are you playing? What are you playing for? Just to play another game to possibly risk injury. No, oh, you've played all these other games risking injury. If I am a first-round pick or projected to be a first-round pick, what do I gain by playing in one game? I'm not going to get drafted any higher, probably not going to get any lower. Let me take the risk out of it. And, and so that's what guys are doing. The college, If you're not one of the four teams, if you're not Michigan-Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan, it's Cincinnati, Alabama. Georgia, Alabama. Alabama yeah. Why would you play? And that's how teams are look or these players are looking at it. And so the college football play if they want to slow this down, they need to expand the field of teams because kids will be less likely to opt out if they are in the college football playoff. I truly believe you don't see guys from Alabama opting out you don't see anybody that's in the college football playoff opting out ever and, and so to me that's the only way to slow this down and the, these coaches they need to oh you you got to play like Mike Leach and with the transfer portal Mike Leach how many co- uh, spots have you coached at i mean you, you left uh head
7: coach at two places Mike Leach head coach at two places
6: no, Mike Leach wanted to head coach. Of oh, Texas three, State. three. Excuse me, three. Yeah, Texas Tech, a, Washington, Washington State. State, and now yeah. Mississippi. You get these coaches that all oh, the transfer portal. Man, these coaches are leaving at the drop of a dime now because of the money they can make. Man, they better not say nothing about these kids looking after themselves, thinking they have a better opportunity in the portal.
7: Yeah, but there, it's I, I'm I, look look. I I disagree with you in terms of the the portal the idea that you don't have to sit a year, the idea that it's really hard to coach you or it's hard for you to... It's hard to have depth, right? You, you come into a school... That, and that's the coach's
6: not, problem, though, the depth. What
7: do, you, what do you mean it's the coach's problem? Like, like,
6: you say it's hard to have depth. If I'm a problem at... Say I'm a problem at Oregon State and I want to transfer. I'm going to be a problem in my next school anyway, so it doesn't matter.
7: Yeah, but there's, there's a bunch of different levels to it, though. There's, there's a bunch of... you're You're... You're you're taking you're taking the very obvious. Hey, a, a coach is holding a kid back from transferring, and 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 when when the coaches are moving. First of all, there's, lo, lo, there's actually far less coaching movement. I mean, the coaches get fired. I mean, that's part of it. Is that unless if you can cut down on coaches getting fired, knock yourself out. Okay, but if co- a coaching job comes open at some point, a coach has to has to change places. The problem with the transfer portal is that. If a guy's not playing well, or a guy's not practicing well, or a guy's not doing the things he's supposed to or maybe he's not ready and he's got to play special teams and he's not getting the reps in. If he gets mad, he puts himself in the portal and there's no recourse to just go and change schools and to change teams. And you can't that's he you can't build a team that way it's not good for the sport additionally because of the pace by which you have to decide if you're going to take these guys you're taking somebody's sight unseen and the 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 reality is that not only you're taking on somebody else's problem but recruiting is about a relationship and you got to know how everything works one of the reasons that kids that have these multiple transfers is they they don't know they they think they know they get there and the, but also the coaches don't know them they don't know what they're evaluating so you make a, a problem worse and look i was a transfer okay so i'm not sitting here telling you all transfers are bad but i believe that not having any sort you don't have to sit out they're letting you transfer within the conference those things are terrible for sports that's Man, not it's like the great in,
6: for sports no I it's, love not. It. it's awful
7: yes no it's not it's awful it's awful you can't you can't go first of all for fans it's hard you can't identify wh- where a kid is. Okay? But then the idea of transferring in your conference, you get done, you play a game, you shake hands and you're you to recruit. you see what's going on? Handshake lines? Like dude, come on. You you That's see what's what going about. on
6: in Hawaii at their program? Hawaii is losing kids left and right because the head coach
7: because is cheating.
6: Yeah and if that wasn't the case those kids would be forced to stay there because they no couldn't one's transfer forced no one's forced to stay anywhere that's Doug, not true you are no technically if no you have to sit to out a year anywhere. nobody wants to sit out a year nobody wants to sit out a year and waste a year so you're technically you're going to quit or you're forced to stay there the guys well, can any, transfer any time, and play right any away any
7: time there has been a coaching cha- when there's coaching changes Guys have been able to get out of their letters. Guys have been able to transfer. The difference now is it's not in when there's a coaching change. Okay, the difference now is guys are the second something doesn't go their way, they're out. Okay, the the second something doesn't go their way, they're out. And do you want those guys on your team anyway? No,
6: exactly. So let them leave. Let them but go. N-
7: not not necessarily, but there are some guys, the, the kids, they just lack the patience. Some guys you need to sit, right? You need to sit. You need to sit and learn and wait and, and change your body. You know, you also need to sit sometimes when you transfer out. A lot of times that year you sit out becomes the best year because you watch the sport differently, you train differently, and you're ready. You don't learn anything from going from one, you know, I, I didn't get the opportunity I wanted here, and the coach is screwing me here, and I go to another one, the same level, same league, and you have the same problems. Doug Gottlieb and TJ Hushman's out in for Dan Danette's Dan Patrick show Fox sports radio. Uh, Pretty obvious that um, I, I would guess the whole world is starting to come around to this. Hey, you know, Joe Burrow's got that. It's not just to have swag, but he's got some game kind of to back it up Um, for full disclosure. TJ. I don't Does everybody know that you work? You work these guys out extensively before, the NFL draft. I don't know if everybody knows how much work you do still on the football field with with these players. Um, when you first met Joe Burrow, first saw him throw, and were around him, what would you think? The you told, the
6: very first day that I saw him. Yeah. On the field. Yeah. This this I thing s-
7: this is working
6: right. I, s- <laughs> I I thought uh, he has work to do. First thing that came to my mind. Okay, what, what
7: work did he have to do?
6: It was it, it's just from, obviously, I, I don't They just finished uh, winning the national championship. We're out here training, and the weather wasn't the best. It was actually raining early on in January uh, quite a bit, and it was the year just before COVID hit, and uh, we just went out to throw, as you would. I got the receivers that I'm working with, and, Jordan Palmer has the quarterbacks, and it just wasn't. And, and granted, there, there's other quarterbacks out there that are really good, and I mean, he just didn't throw the ball like they threw it. And, and so that was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm sure he thought the same thing, and I'm sure the other quarterbacks and players that were there also thought the same thing.
7: When you say "don't didn't throw it like other guys threw," what do you mean?
6: It it didn't it didn't jump out of his hand like the other guys and there were some high profile guys there and there weren't so high profile guys there and that that were also quarterbacks but it was crazy because i would say by the next week it wasn't a difference now it still wasn't jumping out but he was he threw in anticipation like he hit his fifth step ball out he wasn't holding the ball he wasn't seeing the receiver open but what, what I think happens with, with quarterbacks is this, and it's not even quarterbacks, it's just football players in general. A lot of times we can judge and see the physical, oh, he's better than him at this. He's faster than him. Oh, he does this better than him. We can never judge somebody mentally how much better he is mentally just by watching. Joe's better than a lot of guys because he's just so much better than them in between the ears, mentally he better he processes information quickly. He's fast, but more than anything, he truly, truly believes in himself. That's what stuck out to me more than anything. Like he walked around like I'm that dude, y'all know it. Nobody out here can F with me. And that's uh-huh. how he carried and that's how he carried himself.
7: And, and, and the only thing that was, that the only time which that hasn't been the case, or maybe it, it was the case, he just wasn't playing that well, was, remember the preseason this year, coming off the ACL, he was, he was tentative, especially with his plant leg. Uh, but it, it seems like as soon as they hit the regular season, with, with a couple of exceptions, he has been that dude. Okay, so they match up with the Chiefs. It, it does feel like, like the Chiefs have a couple better weapons and more experience. Are the Bengals actually the better team?
6: The Bengals seem to be the better team f- the way they're playing football as of late. I mean, they're coming off of a a game where, yeah, Baltimore, they didn't have their best players. But this is National Football League. Joe Burrow throws for over 500 yards. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase over 100. The Bengals can beat you either way. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball against the Chiefs. They're going to need to do both. And that defense is going to have to step up. But – now, let's not discredit the Chiefs. They're like, oh, man, the Chiefs. Are Early in the season, I was one of those guys like, I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do. The Chiefs are kind of falling off. It, it, they just weren't winning games the way we were accustomed to seeing them winning, scoring 40, 50 points, teams playing catch-up. Defense may not be so good, but they made up for it because they were so potent in offense. Now... It's somewhat the other way around. And it's what you said earlier. The Chiefs are taking what teams are giving them, but that defense is leading the charge. And so when you look at the totality of a team, I would say you go the lines up front, offensive, defense, the backs, the backers, the skill guys, and the totality of it, I would say the Bengals have the
7: better team. Yeah, it's it's really it's really weird. They've done a nice job accumulating some talent as well. Uh, we, we didn't mention Joe Mixon. You mentioned their ability to run the football. They can run it. They can stop you a little bit or at least slow you down. And I don't know, this one, this one to me is, is fascinating. Um, and then, and then, you know, from the, from the AFC perspective, it does feel like there used, it used to be, I don't know, would it used to be harder to win in Kansas city? I I, I don't know. It, It doesn't, doesn't feel like road environments matter nearly as much Outside of maybe Green Bay and and Buffalo because the weather.
6: Nah, I'm not gonna lie. Kansas City is tough to play in. <laughs> Kansas City is one of the loudest stadiums out there. That's outdoors. Yeah, it's yeah. Kansas City. It's Seattle. Pittsburgh and Baltimore can get loud, but Kansas City is extremely loud, and it's cold. But it's not a. It's not as cold as Cleveland and. It's not going to be cold to the point where when you're playing, you're like, man, this is this is ridiculous. But that environment is, is something else. This is pretty much the game of the week. You got to be in front of your TV watching this game. I'm excited just to see the, the matchup of how are the Bengals going to attack the Chiefs considering how well they've played as of late, that defense we're talking Kansas City. Are we going to give it to Mixon? How are the Chiefs going to match up outside with the Bengals? You man them up. Could be a recipe for disaster. And so Spagnola's been playing a lot of too high. If they do that, the Bengals should have a field day running the ball because that offensive line have been opening holes up for mixing. So it's going to be a chess match.
7: Doug Gottlieb and T.J. Hushman's out in for Dan the Danettes. Yes, no, I was just, just so people are aware, we're only pointing out Home peel with Kansas City because you're talking about the playoffs in which you'd likely have to go through Kansas City in order to get to a to a Super Bowl. This weekend's in uh, is in Cincinnati. Um, okay, wh- wh- what what do you what what really ha- has happened to the New England Patriots? Like what's what's really happened with Mac Jones? Is this have we hit the ceiling and now people figured out that he doesn't have the arm strength because he was a guy who what you're pointing out about Burrow. Is what it felt like during the season from Mac Jones. It's not that he doesn't have an arm. It's you know they talk about golf. Uh, you want it to die at the hole. His ball dies at the hole, right? <laughs> like it it gets there, but it's not like it's flying by like a stray bullet. Um, and it it feels like people are challenging that. Is it as simple as yeah? We'll reach the ceiling here for Mac Jones.
6: I, I don't I don't like when we we. Oh, what happened to Mac Jones? Did people figure him out? This is sports. You're going to have some good games. You're going to have some bad games. But with that being said, Mac Jones isn't playing any different from a perspective of how he's approaching the game. They're throwing all these short routes. I think people are starting to realize, like, hey, it's late in the season. It's bad weather in New England. We're going to force him to beat us over the top, whether he has a great arm or not everybody that's a quarterback in the National Football League can throw at the ball at least 55 yards down the air. So you can't you can't just get overboard and say, we're going to force them to throw it over our heads. Oh, it can get thrown over your heads. It's up to the receivers. Can can they win? Can they win down the field? Will Josh McDaniel and Bill Belichick allow Mac Jones to take some chances? If you watch their games, they play it safe a ton offensively. So do they not think he can do it? or it's just just how they want to play. Let's not force the ball. Let's let our defense and our run game keep us in the game because that's what they did early on and it was it was working for them. They got to be careful, Doug. They might not have the type of season that early on. Every, oh my god, the New England Patriots they look great with with Mac Jones. Well,
7: they're, they're they they're going to be they're going to beat Jacksonville this weekend, right? OK, they're going to yes. be Jacksonville. Then they have the Dolphins last week of the season that 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 should be for the they can win the division. Uh, Dolphins fighting for their playoff lives. Right. Also trying to get into the playoffs. I don't know. You win 10 games um, after last season. And and look, last season, it was a great year, even though they had seven wins with eight opt outs. And you're you know, you're patching together Cam Newton, who struggles to throw a football as your quarterback. And he battles through covid like I, I mean, did you did you expect them to win more than ten games? No, I, I I thought
6: the way they played last year, I thought they would win between eight to ten. I, I really did. Bill Belichick, he's he's a good coach. They're going to be competitive with everybody. Every last year, just look at the guys that they had, and he found a way to get it done. Considering their starting quarterback comes in late. He catches COVID. And so Bill Belichick is too good of a coach not to have his teams competitive week in and week out. They just don't have the firepower. I mean, they made upgrades to offense. Who's their starting receivers,
7: Doug? Nobody knows, right? No, they made really the upgrades are offensive line. And they made upgrade in t- tight end, and they made upgrades to the defense. They spent a ton of money in the defense. That's where they, that's what they wanted to rebuild this team around. You know, when,
6: when you when you watch them, Mac Jones sits in that pocket. He sits in that. Po- he has time. Like teams blitz, not a problem. They pre- they pick it up. They protect them. They don't blitz. Nice clean pocket. Like very rarely when you watch New England play. Is that quarterback under pressure? Mac Jones is never really under pressure. So up front, they've done a great job of protecting them. We know who Nikhil Harry is because he was drafted high. I know know their receivers because I'm a fan of the game, but does the average fan know who their receivers are? And so it's been this story for a long time in New England. Who's their receivers? Who's their skill guys? Would they start on any other team? But when you start to look around – the Patriots have to do a better job of identifying and drafting or just developing their skilled players because for years they have not done it. They they just can't. They haven't
7: done it. Uh TJ Sponzata, Doug in for Dan Danetz, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's uh let's catch up with Vernon Davis uh who joins us Vernon Davis of course um now he's an actor and a producer he played 14 years in the National Football League a two-time pro bowler Vernon how are you
5: Hey I'm doing well how you guys doing
7: Uh we're we're pretty good uh obviously we're discussing the Patriots right now has you you popped in with us and it's interesting because playing tight end now they did TJ invest you know at the tight end position and you went and got Hunter Henry haven't gotten nearly as much out of him uh, but is that, is that fair that, that teams and the narratives of those teams, Vernon, like, like the Patriots not developing or drafting skill position players, is that a fair narrative for the Pats?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say that. I mean, you know, the, the Pats they have a tradition of, of, of holding on to their players and, you know, developing, what, developing them while they're there. But, uh, you know, you, you just never really know uh, the root of it. But I guess you can't say that
6: hey vernon what's going on my man t j how you
5: doing
6: man i'm pretty good how you 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 still uh working out looking like uh you were born to play football or be a bodybuilder <laughs> man <laughs>
5: hey you can blame my mama for that
6: man hey you can't hey, can't gripe over the jeans huh that that's what you <laughs> were born with so so when you when you when you look at the season man which teams do you like to watch? I know you're an actor now in in a few years, you're gonna be known for acting more than football. They're gonna forget you were a football player. But w- what teams do you watch, and you say, "I want to try to watch them each and every week"? And which young tight ends, being that you wanted the best to play, do you, you know see? What? No, go ahead, go that, ahead, Bernie. Oh,
5: sorry to cut you off. No, that's interest- interesting. You say that. Um, I look at Logan over in Washington, Washington with the Washington football team. Also pay attention, close attention to George Kittle because. You know, he's wearing number 85. He's in San Francisco. He's a young guy, and I think a lot of people forget that because of the amount of production he's been able to have over in San Francisco. But he's still a young guy. He has has so much potential, so much room to continue to evolve and grow as a player and as a person. So I really pay attention to him
7: uh TJ mentioned the acting and, and you're you're such a part of it. Like was this always a plan? Was this always a thought? Like when you're playing you're like man when I get done, that's what I want to do.
5: You know what? No, I I didn't. When I went into uh when I got drafted, I was I was all about art. I was uh, I was an art studio. I majored in art studio. Um so when I arrived in San Francisco I opened up an art gallery and um until about a year
7: All right, let's, like, guys. Let's, let's get. Let, yeah, we did. We'll get. We'll get him back in a second. We just got to the open and art gallery. TJ, is that what you did when you got to Cincinnati? You're Like, man, I'm gonna open an art gallery.
6: <laughs> hey, man, he's. You see what he majored in at Maryland? It's so. It, it's always been like Vernon's going to be a guy that. People are going to forget that he was a football player, and you you can look at like Terry Crews and The Rock, but those guys weren't. The athlete, or not even say the athlete, they just weren't. They didn't have a professional career, like no, like Ernie like. Look,
7: like, like let's let's like let me help let me help you out here. Th- those guys have become huge names in acting. They weren't like elite football players. They're just okay, guys that, that play football, right? Vernon yes, Davis better. was a hell of a football player. Yeah, you a- a hell of a football player, and like. Terry Crews is a perfect example. I remember when when he was at the Combine, I remember it looked like he had the Batman suit on. Like, now he's got the suit on, right? So you're right. He's a great football player who could be a great actor, whereas those guys are great actors that were just marginal football players. Fern Davis returns with, okay, so you open an art gallery in San Francisco. Then what?
5: You know, after that, I just, I focused on that and I uh, just, I play ball you know when when you're playing football' it's, it's, there's only so much you can do because you know when you're committed and you're passionate about something and you have that desire, you really want to put your all into that so it wasn't it wasn't too much. I opened that art gallery because it was something that I wanted to have I just wanted to have something else that I could go to when I wasn't playing ball
6: hey Vernon, have you had to have you slimmed down as an actor or are you still you know Adonis? <laughs>
5: No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't bench press anymore. I don't lift heavy weights. I slim slimmed down a little bit, around 235 pounds. I, I changed my diet, um, so I eat clean, cleaner than I did when I was playing, and that's about it. Pretty much it.
7: When you say when you say eat clean, like to what level do you eat clean? Are you a measure your food, measure every every portion sort of dude?
5: No, no, no. I just I I try to stay. I just eat fish uh tons of vegetables and i only eat twice a
6: day so what i ate last night you i had a cinnabon and four scoops of ice cream last night you, wow. you're not, you're not <laughs> oh, true man. story no no lie that's what i ate last night i had a cinnabon so you're not you're not eating any of that
5: no i try to stay away from oh, it every man. once in a while i
6: gotta holiday. do better vernon i gotta do better then i'm sorry <laughs> Ver- I, got, Ver- I gotta David- do
5: better
7: <laughs> vernon Ver- Ver- davis joining us you know the, there's a famous story about Rodney Dangerfield, when he was filming Caddyshack that no, nobody was laughing. He thought he was bombing, but it's because they're filming a movie as as a guy who's a, a great player. Right. What What is it like when you first start filming movies and there's not there's no immediate feedback? You know, sometimes you want to do something different, but it's not like there's any crowd cheering. You know, no one's going to say outside maybe the director that you need to do something better. You know, the, the the feedback doesn't come immediately, at least I would think, as opposed to when you're playing, you're going to get the crowd reaction. You're going to get your teammates reaction. You know individually when you perform well, when you perform poorly. What's that like in the the, the differences in the reaction and how you have to uh, kind of judge yourself after you have performed.
5: Mm-hmm yeah you, you know you get a you get a lot, you're right, you don't have that crowd around you don't you don't have the reactions, but you know that's why we we have the director and the, you have the producer, but mostly the director and the d p director of photography they they're the ones that really give you that feedback and and kind of let you know how you're doing but when you prepare and you have that preparation, you're really not looking for the feedback because you know that you're ready. you put all the time and energy that you possibly could into um, just being in the moment. Just like football, is all about being in the moment. So that's that's the only difference when it comes to to acting in football.
7: Now, do you do the method thing? Like, do you get into character where anytime somebody sees you on the street, you're still in character?
5: No, they have this technique called Ivana Chubbuck and uh, the Meisner technique. I, I play off of that. And I just kind of just make it into my own. Once you learn um, a ton of different techniques, you can kind of build your own your own thing. Because it all, at the end of the day, it all runs to get it all. It's pretty much all the same thing when it comes to the the preparation part, uh, and getting ready for a film. Hey,
6: Vernon, in, in football, in, in sports in general, we win, we lose. I make that block, I don't. I catch the ball, I don't catch the ball. I score a touchdown, I don't score a touchdown. We win the game, we lose the game. Is it that black and white in acting? Is it either we win or we lose? Or you figured out? There's other victories without it being a victory.
5: You know, it's is I, I think it all boils down to the preparation part because there's no there's no right or wrong choice when you they call it choices when you when you're acting. It's it's the choices that we make um when it comes to uh, our performance. So there's no right or wrong, it's just it's just that some choices are a lot stronger than than a lot of choices. You know what I mean? So it's it that that's just pretty much what it is, and I and I guess you can look at that when you don't make the strongest choice, is considered you can look at it as as losing a bit, but we you you can't really judge it. It's more for the critics, and uh, you just have to be confident and know that you you made the best choice that you could could have possibly made.
7: Uh, you're you're filming a serial killer thriller alongside Morgan Freeman. So when 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 you see when Morgan Freeman walks into a room, do you think God? Or do you think Shawshank Redemption, like he's a guy who can get you things?
5: Man, I'm thinking voice of I'm thinking God. I'm like, oh, man, this is God right here, man. He's <laughs> his voice, when you hear his voice, you can't.
3: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
8: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
4: Available online Saturday, May fourth, at jcp.com and in store Thursday, May sixteenth, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
5: You can't help but to think about it. You can't help but to think think of God, the voice of God.
7: Tell me you don't die like early in the like like. <laughs> tell me you don't die early in the series. Like, uh, Vernon. Good news that we got you a film. It's a serial killer film. Awesome. Bad news is you die in the first scene.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm actually I, the the movie's actually um uh surrounded by my character. My character is the guy that that's, uh that makes the movie. He's the he's the guy that Morgan Freeman and Cole Hauser, uh from Yellowstone, who we all know of, they're they're coming after, they're trying to get this character to figure out what he's doing uh and how to stop him.
7: Wait, so you're the you're the serial killer? You play a serial killer? I do. That's, that's, that's nightmare crazy. fuel, right? Like, can you imagine somebody – it's one thing if it was Vernon Davis, but if Vernon Davis had a mean bone in his body and then was a serial killer, how do you, how, how do you stop a serial killer? I, I, that, I'm, I, that's crazy. That's a, that's a good little storyline I can't wait to see.
5: <laughs>
6: hey, hey Vern, Vernon, so obviously you, you're recently retired. It's not like you've been out of football a, a long time what do you think how do you think you'd have been able to handle playing with what's going on now guys getting COVID, you can't play some guys are isolated from others how do you think you'd have been able to handle that
5: you know what i, I think i was talking to one of my one of my ex teammates the other day and he was telling me like the process of how they how they they're at home and they have zoom meetings and then they go in just for practice i just when i when i hear that i'm like wow i i couldn't i can't i just I can't see that. I can't see that for myself, just being in that space, because I'm so used to being in the facility and just the normal lifestyle of being a professional athlete. So I, I just can't imagine that at the moment. It's just I don't know how I would be able to do it.
7: Uh, did you see the Washington football team? Was that was that on Christmas Day or right around Christmas Day where they're 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 fighting each other on the bench? Uh, two dudes who played together at, at Alabama. Have you ever gotten to a fist fight on the bench during a game?
5: Jonathan Allen and, and 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 Mr. Payne, I those are two great gentlemen. I mean, I had the honor of playing with them, and they they were amazing, amazing players, amazing people. And I think it was just the, in the heat of heat of the battle, they just because brothers, they're brothers, they brother brothers fight sometimes, and it's understandable. I'm sure those guys are at dinner or they're having lunch or or, or, or something of that sort. But no, I, I don't I don't know if I ever really got into a confrontation on the bench, or so maybe I have. Maybe I have. I, I, I just can't recall it, but I'm sure there was a moment uh that it that it happened. I just don't remember I vaguely remember.
7: Vernon, we wish you nothing but the success and happiness in two thousand twenty two and we appreciate you joining us on the Dan Patrick Show.
5: Hey Vernon,
7: uh, I'm you hitting
6: guys, you bro. I'm hitting you up, bro. When you start having these world premieres, don't big time me. Remember <laughs> this remember this me telling you this, man. Wish you nothing but the best, bro.
7: I appreciate it, TJ. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, the 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 breakthrough of the interview is that TJ ate a Cinnabon with four scoops of ice cream. We got to have to find out what kind of ice cream. Don't don't give it away. That's a tease in the business. Rams host Ravens this week, um, but there's some questions about Baltimore at quarterback. We'll share those questions. Maybe TJ will give us an answer next in the Dan Patrick Show.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.
9: Hey, everybody, I'm Aditi Kinkabwala.
12: And I'm Mike Yam, and we are the hosts of NFL Explained. It's the podcast where football fanatics come to learn everything they always wanted to know about football. But
0: didn't know who to ask.
12: They can ask us now. And of course, we're going through all of these topics, Aditi. And I know you and I are so excited to start disseminating nothing but football nugs.
9: Well, and Mike, I've got questions of my own. Like, do you know why the Packers are named the Packers?
12: I do know that it has nothing to do with Pac-Man and it has everything to do with Cheese
9: packing. Not cheese with meat. Meat packing. It was a meat packing company that put $500 up for the uniforms.
12: Or how about this? How about like what constitutes an actual catch in football, which I would imagine all my years of covering college football is a different answer now covering the NFL.
0: And unfortunately, Mike, I don't think that we will possibly have enough time to figure that one out.
12: But the point is, you're going to be able to join us every Thursday to talk about every interesting detail about the game we love. It's NFL
11: Explained.
9: Listen on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason.
2: It's playoff
11: time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action and the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit nfl.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's nfl.com slash tickets.
8: Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers like Blondie vocalist, Debbie Harry, journalist and television host, Jeremy Clarkson editor-in-chief of Instar Magazine, Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut, Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
7: Good morning to you, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a uh, safe and happy holiday season. Get ready for the new year with T.J. Hushman's on. I'm Doug Gottlieb. We got a great hour for you. Um, Brandon Whedon, of course, uh, who started for the, the Browns, the Cowboys and the Texans is going to join us. We'll ask him about last night's Valero Alamo Bowl, which was an absolute beatdown. Plus, we got the college football playoff games upcoming tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. And then, of course, you got the New Year's six games. And uh, so, some good college football. No NFL football on this Thursday. Although TG, I'm not sure if you you heard my proposal. My proposal was that once you get to the holiday season for the NFL, the bowl games. I, I think I I don't know what the future of the uh, of the bowl games that don't uh, that aren't playing for a national championship once they expand, and with those likely to be on the weekends, like. I like those midweek games last week. It didn't hurt the ratings. It's new TV windows. It's, you know, people aren't working at this time of year so they can go to a midweek nighttime game. My proposal was you cut holes in it is instead of adding a true other bye week Okay. For these three weeks around the holiday season, right? So you get to like mid month. This year was the 17th was a Saturday. You get, Three weeks to play two games, and you got to have a week off in between either of the two kickoffs. So you you could have ten days off, you could have twelve days off, you could have nine days off, whatever. But the games will be that way. The and the NFL could wallpaper the holiday season with their games.
6: It was, it was pretty interesting to, to have games. What well, was it last week? You you had games Monday, you had games Tuesday, you had games Thursday. It's what you said is. I've never seen anything like it. COVID is something that not many of us have experienced, but UCLA pull out of their game hours before it. So many games have just been canceled. You're right. instead of putting the games on a all on a Friday, a Saturday on a, just split it out and put it during the week because it's what you said. One, people aren't working. And if they aren't going to go to the game, they're for sure going to watch them instead of trying to figure out, ah, which game do I want to watch? Which game is the best game? And so you have a point. Things are going to change. They're going to have to change because the what we're going through is something that nobody has ever experienced. And so you have a point. Maybe you should be doing something else, huh?
7: Yeah, exa- exa- exactly. <laughs> um okay, let's let let's we'll, we'll we'll get to some more NFL talk in terms of scheduling and games in a second. But first, okay, so Aaron Rodgers did his weekly spot uh, on with McAfee. He was asked about his future and take a listen to his response.
5: I wouldn't rule that out. You know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season and I think there's playing next year is will definitely be in the thought process. Uh, if this year has me anything, I said, you know, I still can not play. I still do love competing and I love being out there. I'm just savoring this year, I think, as much as anything. And it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, you know, have conversations uh, with my loved ones after the season, with with Brian and Mark and Russ and coaching staff, and, uh, and then make a decision at some point to uh, you know, I'm not going to hold the team back from anything, and, and and once I commit, and if it's committing, uh, you know, to move forward here, that'll be a, it'll be a quick decision.
7: Now, TJ, he did say uh, that he has, you know, been in on conversations he wasn't previously in on. He was effuse in his praise of his teammates, and he loves playing for his coach. But of course, you you heard his level of commitment, and he said it'll be a pretty quick decision. He started by talking about retirement as at least at least it will be a thought. When you heard all of what Aaron Rodgers had to say, what was your reaction? Aaron Rodgers is not retiring.
6: He's too good. Like, you're not retiring. I don't see it. And so to leave people and, oh, I'll make a decision. You'll make a decision whether or not you want to stay with the Packers if you guys have this agreement to where they'll trade you or not. There's – Zero percent chance that Aaron Rodgers retires. He's playing too good of football. the The biggest question is if if he stays with Green Bay, um, how much are they gonna give Devontae Adams because he's not gonna stay in Green Bay if they're not gonna resign Devontae Adams. And so that that's the biggest key. But retirement, I don't see it at all. Zero percent chance.
7: I, I don't. I, I think the retirement ends up. It's it be, becomes a trigger to us to where it takes us away from. I agree with you. He's not retiring. I did think that he said, and it was, and and I think you have to ask because he was the one who threw it out last year. as a should I retire? It's it's a very, I, I think to us it feels fo- it feels fake because he's playing so well. To Aaron, maybe it's not because he just wants all options on the table, and that is that is at least an option. Um, but I agree, he ain't retiring. The only question is, is the idea of making a quick decision. Do you think that decision is already made?
6: The decision is already made. And I truly believe it's gonna come down to uh what the Packers do with Devontae. Like Devontae is under a team friendly contract right now. He 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 breaking the bank on his next contract. Devontae Adams is gonna get at least twenty five to thirty million a year. Are the Packers gonna pay that? And if they don't, I could see Aaron Rodgers saying, Ah, I wouldn't mind going to play in Denver with Jerry Judy, K J Hamler and, and those guys in that young offensive core. Or I just wanna to go to a team that I can play with some receivers that there there won't be a fall off, there won't be a drop off from, from what I'm accustomed to here in Green Bay. And so I, I think it'll come down to Devontae Adams, but Aaron Rodgers I don't think people understand man. Playing sports, you seem like you can play forever, but when it's over, it's over. And so you got to roll ride until the wheels fall off because you don't want to you don't want to have any
7: regrets. No, I I I I think I think he knows that. I think he he's like I think there's a listen when when it's over, somebody needs to tell me or I need to reflect cuz no nobody tells you you know cuz nobody'll tell you until it's really bad i don't think he wants to be big ben out there because a lot of people are watching big ben <laughs> nah, right now. Nah. but
6: you saw hey. big you saw big ben last year in the playoffs like uh, no no i I, under- I look up.
7: i he's not big ben i i un- i understand i'm just saying i'm sure he wants to look around and go like boy i don't want i don't want that to be me like somebody tell me before it gets to that point or let me reflect enough at the end of the season offer up the possibility that i'm not getting better that I'm getting that I'm getting far worse. I don't think that's the case, but I do think it's I, I I think at least you need to reflect on it. The Devontae Adams piece is interesting. But I also think that remember Aaron Rodgers is under contract after this year, so to go to Denver, do you think Denver's just gonna go here, take Aaron Rodgers and give us whatever draft picks you got? Like no, they're gonna want some players back in return. And I just don't know if you can I it's 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 weird. I think he's probably leaving because or going to try and force his way out at some point. Um it does feel like at the end of this year because if you look and there are exceptions but for the most part, you know, Favre played somewhere else, Montana played somewhere else, Brady has played somewhere else. Elway did not. L.A. did not. But most of these guys uh, uh obviously Peyton Manning played somewhere else. Uh, so we're we're talking So basically
6: the, it's inevitable. You <laughs> Hey, Rod, you're gonna play somewhere else. It's just a matter of when,
7: huh? Well, I mean, again, if you if, if we study the history of this thing, now, Dan Marino did not. He wrote it out to the very bitter end. Remember, they lost like it was like fifty six to three or fifty nine something. They got by Jacksonville actually in the playoffs. There have been guys that have stuck with one team, and he is under contract. And and some of this is just like, hey, you know, even in his comments to start the season. It, it, it was they didn't offer me any new money in any, any new years. So he clearly wants a longer deal. He wants more contract time. He wants to win the battle of wills and, and them admit that he's better, even expensive than Jordan Love is when Jordan Love is cheap. Uh, we just don't know to what level uh, Green Bay will bend over backwards for that. Right? But but if you're saying the decision's already made, he he some people carry the bitterness of a previous contract discussion with them or or you know, Jordan Love simply being drafted, he carries that with him and he's never gonna let it go.
6: Yeah. But it's it's the same thing, like never let it go. They drafted you when they had Brett Favre. Like if you're run the right way and you can develop guys. It's not a bad thing. Like, would Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers had he not sat as long as he did behind Brett Favre? We would never know. But I guarantee that helped him, even though nobody wants to sit. And could Green Bay be doing the same thing with Jordan Love? He's going to sit. He's going to learn. Hopefully, he learns behind Aaron Rodgers. And when Aaron Rodgers moves on, we have a quarterback that's ready to play. Although there's going to be some growing pains. He's ready to play. He knows our system, blah, blah, whatever. It it just would – the way you just – all these great quarterbacks, for the most part, have played with other teams. It's a matter of time now before Aaron Rodgers is on another team. Retirement is out of the equation. It's just a – will he be a Green Bay Packer next year? And I actually think that would be interesting because Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP –
7: what if you, if you win the MVP and you? I mean, I, I I just don't see a scenario unless they lost before the Super Bowl. Because if you lose in the Super Bowl, don't you get motivated by look? You got the Super Bowl. You don't want to win. You don't want to walk out having lost that game. But you win a Super Bowl. Do you want to walk out after having won a Super Bowl? Like we kind of let's run this thing back. We kind of got a good young team. I, I just I I think I I think how it ends. Is going to be the deciding factor in in many ways. I just it. Everyone says I can walk away, but walking away after it's hard to walk away from when you've only been in one place. It just is.
6: It, it's not easy, but when you've you got to think about this. Last year or this off season, that's all the talk is. I'm not going. I'm not playing with Green Bay Packers. I want to be traded out. So walking away would be easier because he's thought about it and he wanted it so much prior to actually leaving. And so it's not going to be as hard because in his mind, I truly believe he thought I'm done in green Bay. I'm done. This is it. And and so if it was to happen, it would still be uneasy, but it would be a lot easier because in his mind, I believe he thought I'm not playing for the green Bay Packers again. So that would make it so much easier because he was already checked out, he checked back in, it would be very easy to check out again.
7: Yeah, and and if you saw him walk off the field after becoming the Packers all-time touchdown leader, um there was a kind of a soaking it all in. He has been seemingly doing the victory lap. It 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 feels like the decision's been made. I just feel like god, that's got I, I'm I'm somebody who even when you make a decision like this or you feel like you know the decision, wait till that actual moment because so much can change. So much can, and for example, as much as you think I can walk away from the Green Bay Packers, get to the Super Bowl, lose in the Super Bowl, then tell me how easy it is to walk away or win a Super Bowl. Maybe you win a Super Bowl and you think I'll be like Michael Jordan. It will be the last dance and I will walk off in the sunset or go, or go play somewhere else. Um, I don't know. Like, the idea of winning and walking away, I'm, I'm not sure it's actually lost on him. I, the more I kind of talk myself into it. Uh, do I think he should retire? No, but TJ, I, I think you'd admit this. Anybody trying to get inside the head of Aaron Rodgers and think you know what he's actually thinking and thinking that that, that, that is uh, along the same path of logic that you and I think I'm going to disagree with, right? Because we just haven't, no one seems to really know what makes him tick or really know what's going on. Look, he held the, he had the secret of not being vaccinated for half the season. Nobody knew, nobody said anything. Part of it is there's HIPAA and nobody wants to pry, but there's lots of different things about Aaron Rodgers, which he's able, he thinks that are different than normal common thought.
6: I, I just, again, nobody really knows what he's thinking. But playing he seems like he's having fun. Yes. There's nothing. But is he else having he fun do. because
7: is he having fun because he knows this is it, this is the last year here anyway. Screw it, let's just go have a good time.
6: Yeah, he could be having fun. This is my last year here. I'm gonna go play somewhere else and show them that they should have drafted somebody that could help us. But the Green Bay Packers organization, they're looking after the Green Bay Packers organization, not one player in Aaron Rodgers. And so they did it to Brett Favre. And who would have thought that Aaron Rodgers would be as good or better than Brett Favre when they were in the process of going through this, and he is. And I, I think a lot of people would say he's a better quarterback than Brett Favre. And so the fact that this is happening again to him, um, it's pretty interesting, to be honest with you. I, I really believe win, lose, or draw – I think he's gone, Doug. I I really do believe in the offseason he made his mind up, I'm going to come back. And once this season is over with, I don't care what happens, um, I'm out of here.
2: Don't miss out on the top stories from the best insiders around the NFL. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis, and on the NFL Inside Report podcast, I'll go around the league for in-depth analysis and storytelling with a multitude of exclusive NFL insiders getting unmatched access. Game recaps, the biggest news, and in-depth storytelling that take you beyond the headlines multiple times per week. All on the NFL Inside Report podcast. Listen to NFL Inside Report on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason.
2: It's playoff
11: time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action and the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit nfl.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's nfl.com slash tickets.